0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America,
1: it's Tony Katz today.
2: When I was a little girl, I had this dream that seemed so impossible. I was going to be the fastest runner in the world. It will be a new world record. I got this little nugget of an idea from my dad. He used to watch me run and say, ain't no woman alive that can beat you.
0: This is part of an ad from a group called Agard Watches. And they have been putting out commercials fighting the woke. What is a woman erased? These are the names of their ads. What is freedom? Speak truth. What is it like to see an ad campaign from a company that's totally the opposite of where the woke is? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Let me bring in right here, uh, Elon Surlovich. He is the CEO of, I think I pronounce it EGARD. Is it EGARD or is it EGARD? EGARD. EGARD. Okay. And I brought, there it is, timepieces that you're going to absolutely love from that entry level all the way up. And I didn't know I knew who you were. I didn't know that I knew your story. I didn't know that four years ago, Elon, I I clipped this. Meet the CEO who put his company on the line to stand up to Gillette's toxic masculinity ad. That was you, you're an actor. You're known for uh, doing work in Walking Dead and a series of, of other television shows. I think I think it's NCIS or is it Law and Order? I get them confused. They're both serials that have been on for a billion years.
3: Yeah, it was NCIS. I've been on a bunch of random TV shows for sure.
0: Uh, but you do this. You you have this this watch company with uh, your 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 father. And going back to four years ago, it was the Gillette toxic masculinity ad, and you decided that needed some pushback. What was the pushback then what was the rationale
3: All right well pretty much what happened was uh at a lot of uh kind of general narrative around toxic masculinity for men and it, it just became overwhelmingly pervasive and uh I had noticed that for Gillette a company that is historically a pro male uh brand to come out and, and just start labeling all masculinity as toxic. They didn't label all masculinity. They said some is not toxic. Um that was uh a little bit of the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And it was a little bit shocking. And so I decided, hey, you know, it's 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 a weird time that no company is just willing to show the good in men, willing to show a positive side of men. And so I put out that ad, not expecting that much of a response. I expected it either to kind of drown in the internet or to um or to get a lot of negative pushback. And we got an incredibly positive response.
0: So you get that response, but you you did it for a reason. Was the reason, hey, there's a business opportunity here to capture an audience who's offended by this, or was it based on these people are out of their heads?
3: Uh, it was based on the fact that if we keep pushing these negative kind of uh, stereotypes toward men, we, we especially young boys, we're going to cause the decay of society. We need strong men in society. We need positive role models for young boys, and uh, just I was a little bit shocked to see that there was just this general narrative that was constantly degrading and and negative toward young young men, young boys, and not giving them a positive outlook on their own futures and to label what you are masculine, because if you're a male, you're going to have some degree of masculinity to you. It goes hand in hand Uh, as toxic, as inherently toxic is just going to set a bad trend moving forward. So that was pretty much uh, the motivation behind it. And uh, we put out the ad, and like I said, it had an incredibly positive review.
0: Talking to Elon Zerlovich of uh, Egard Watches, igardwatches.com. Uh, you come back into a huge conversation now as we're talking about women and sports and men who make claim to being women and participating in sports. And you come out and you start making films. And the films you start making, really, they're, they're commercials, but they're telling uh, th- this story. And you can actually go to your website uh, and and be able to take a look at Egard Films uh, or Egard Watches, E-G-A-R-D, and see some of these as I've got them uh, right here. And you start putting out this message called Erased. Tell me where that came from and why you decided you were jumping back in. And I mean, I guess to say you've jumped in on a bunch of them, but this is the one that people are talking about. What made you decide to make this commercial?
3: It's kind of the same same root point as when I made that uh, Gillette response. It's very interesting. When I made the Gillette response, I got a lot of backlash from people saying, oh, you're just trying to, you know, erase women's issues you're trying to focus on men and not what women go through and I was like no we can focus on both they're both relevant they're both important and there's a symbiotic relationship there between men and women and we should be celebrating both um so pretty much what happened was I had noticed since then that there's a complete decay of what it means to be a woman we've literally done away with the definition of what it means to be a woman and uh it's just odd to me it's odd to me that feminists have fought so many years to have equality and now they're saying well you know a man can identify as a woman and go compete against us go into women's prisons which has actually happened uh we can do this to young children it's just a complete fracture in of absolute truth and so uh same same kind of motivation i just felt like hey you know it's it's shocking to me that no one's willing to stand up right now and just say hey we're going too far let's look at what's happening it doesn't make sense let's exist in reality let's speak some truth into the world and deep down, I think 99% of people have common sense. They have rationale. They know that a lot of what's happening today doesn't actually add up. And so they just are scared to speak out because they're scared of being canceled, scared of being censored, scared of it damaging them. And so it takes, especially companies, to start opening the door and saying, hey, we can do these things. We can put out ads that say these things.
0: And that takes, um, that takes a tremendous amount of, of boldness. And what I started with in the beginning, and, and, and I feel like I, I was a bit clumsy in it, Sometimes you do things because you believe in them and sometimes you do things because they're good business decisions. Clearly, we have seen from the woke side, they have no problem engaging in uh, screaming uh, from the mountaintops like, like Bud Light through their vice president did. Here, look at us because they, there's no harm that comes to them. Well, they now have both her, the vice president of Bud Light and her boss who have been both put on a, a leave of absence and we'll see if they have uh, their, their jobs back. But on this side of the conversation, as you've done it, uh, Elon, there's a tremendous amount of damage that can come with this. The being canceled, the being boycotted, the physical uh, assault that can take place. When you engage this kind of conversation, engage these kinds of commercials, you take that into account or that doesn't come to your mind at
1: all?
3: Oh, 100% I take it into account. I have some partnerships coming out soon that I still worry about. I worry if this will have backlash for them? And then how does that affect my relationship with these people? I'm doing partnerships with these watches. Uh, some people who I really look up to and admire who I've wanted to design a watch for for a long time. But again, if you're going to live in a world where you self-censor, the, the the most important thing I have is my company. Uh, I made it for my father. It's something that's very valuable to me. And if I'm going to have something that means that much to me, I'm going to use it in a way that I feel like it lives up to my values and represents what I want to affect in the world. Uh, And I think that I'm willing to take that risk if it opens up the door for other people to be able to go out there and start doing it. I think it's shocking to me that there's so many companies who reach out to us and they say, hey, we feel the same way. We just can't put this on our social media. We can't share it. I'm like, share it. Do it. Because what they don't realize is there's a tremendous amount of people. There's a there's a very silent majority who's all – we're all doing the same thing. We're all just sitting there and saying, well, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to. And we, we think we're isolated. We're not actually isolated. There's a majority of the country who feels the same way as us. Uh, and so until people start speaking up, that very censorship, that very damage, all those things happen because we are complicit in it. We allow it to happen. Um, and so I, I really – the real purpose behind a lot of these videos is I hope other companies take note – I hope other and that's how you affect cultural change and you start getting back to a little bit of sanity. Um so that's the goal in all of it. Talking to Elon
0: Surlovich, he is the CEO of Agard Watches, Egard I want to talk about these watches just for a moment. I am a watch guy. I purposefully did not wear one. I'm a, I'm a righty, but I do wear one on my right hand, right? It's very very <laughs> it's very very strange. I want to talk about some of these uh right right here because uh, the watch world is kind of fascinating. This is just a small sampling of what it is you offer uh, from the website. I don't have the Turbion uh, um, listed here. I don't have the the uh, the the Patriot is it the Patriot
3: Force? I think is the name of it. Um, just uh, the Patriot. Well, there's the Patriot Steelmaker. There's a bunch of different ones, but so- the Patriot's the model when the color will be
0: you utilize uh, both uh, a japanese movement the miyota movement and you use uh, swiss movements a- a- as well how how difficult is it to market yourself because so much of watches is a marketing uh, uh, conversation so much of watches is is this really personal connection i wear this because it reminds me of x i wear this because of what they did why i wear this because of how that marketing makes me feel and how other f- others feel about seeing the watch What's your story? What is the Agard Watch's story that connects with with your audience?
3: The first watch I ever made was was a gift for my father. Uh, we have a great video on the website called Legacy and the the entire storyline is that my dad helped me through some rough periods in my life. I had some health issues. This guy was and this is kind of the motivation behind the Gillette video because he's the perfect example of positive masculinity, the value of having a father in your life who's a positive role model—it makes all the difference. And so, uh, I always wanted a way to pay tribute to him and show him, "Hey, I really appreciate everything you sacrificed, everything you gave up, and what a good role model you were for me, and how you helped me through these rough times." And so, I had a design background; I was working in a studio, and I ended up designing a watch for him because I couldn't find one. I couldn't—the ones I I really liked, these kind of like unique, really unique architectural design style watches at the time were super expensive. And so I had 3D prototyping stuff in the studio. I, we had th- um, all types of equipment. I had uh, th- CG software, 3D software, like Maya. And I was using these programs and then prototyping stuff. And I ended up designing a watch. And I put it on forms to get feedback. And it kind of just organically went from there. And his friends started loving the watch. So people started ordering this first watch we made called The Shade. But that's really the inception of the brand is, is my father. Uh, and so I hope other people find that connection with our watches too, where they buy it for someone they care about. That's really all all we want out of the brand is to, to be able to get it on people's wrists so that it reminds them of someone they love in their life.
0: So I'm looking at some more of them here. Uh, the phase two, uh, the Patriot blue legend, Patriot racer. It's the Patriot racer. What I was talking about. I like the, 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 the black and, and the yellow there. I like that, that, that combination. Um architectural. Uh, If if I were to uh bring up uh Frank Mueller and and his watches, I'd be I'd be close to uh that as a as a type of architectural inspiration, or did it come from another place?
3: Yeah, Frank Mueller, obviously there's guys like Richard Meal. There's there's also Hublot did some really cool layer dial work back in the day. Uh there's a lot of brands that were doing uh at the time kind of a little bit more depth in their dials and i've always I, there's a lot of people who love flat classic dials and i always liked dials that felt very different case shapes that felt very different or is another one that does very unique uh kind of case shapes and all that stuff but these watches are so expensive even jaeger Lecoutre had some really cool uh kind of layered dials in some of their more expensive pieces so i was trying to replicate the kind of layered effect, giving depth to the dial, making it feel like it's an art piece on your wrist. That was kind of my goal from the start uh, so that it's more than just a watch. It's a functional piece of jewelry. It's kind of the only thing men wear nowadays to express themselves is a watch. Um, And so that was always the approach from the start.
0: Uh, I I agree with you. It's what men wear and and I'm going to get flack for it. I'll get heat for it. It's why why I don't understand the Apple watch. I don't. I, I don't I I don't get it. The watch is not for telling time. You've got a phone to tell you the damn time. The watch is about uh the story more, more than more than anything else. Um I I yeah. have friends who who wear Rolex Daytonas and Ca- and Casio Mudmasters, right? They wear the G-Shocks. Uh for sure. Uh, I I wear a a Bulova uh, Accutron Space View 1960 something or other. My my first watch was a 1959 Hamilton in 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 gold that more classic style your style i i enjoy uh but i mean when you take a look at some of those teardrop shapes that you're doing you really are outside of of the realm of of those standards um that's part of that's part of the charm that's part of the the brand part of the this is how i was feeling that day and this is why it matters
3: yeah i mean we're, my dad always uh told me he likes designs that are unique likes designs that are different Uh, He always said, "Don't make another watch that just looks like every other watch." So I've always tried to kind of step outside the norm. The teardrop case is is a really unique style. I think a lot of people just recognize the brand when they see that case shape. I think we're the only ones doing that kind of um, teardrop case shape. So uh, you know, it's I rather it kind of like my advertising. I rather be uh, loved and hated than be somewhere in the middle. And so I've always kind of taken on that approach. Um, I also like I like uh, vintage watches too uh you know i like old hoyer watches before they teamed up with tag and there's just some really cool right on watches out there that have history that it's again that's another kind of charm for me with watches if they're vintage if they're like antique old watches it's very very cool i have my my uh, grandfather's old watch from he was from iraq and uh it somehow survived like a 100 years and <laughs> Thank That's you. awesome. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and especially as that hand-it-down hand and generational thing. Uh, yeah, Elon Surlovich uh, from Agard Watches, E-G-A-R-D, agardwatches.com. You put out these these videos, and you can find them all at agardwatches.com, and I, I commend you to go check it out. Uh, has there been an immediate response, Elon? Has there been an immediate, how dare you? Has there been an immediate try to cancel? Has Or or have things been solid and people are like, you know what? I could utilize a nice timepiece. Here we go.
3: Definitely a lot of positivity. I mean, I really want companies to take note. You will get a positive response if you stand up for what you believe in. Um there there's so many people who need to hear these messages nowadays who just aren't, especially not from uh, Hollywood, from media, from corporations. So when you take a stand, there's a positive response. We've seen an incredibly positive response. There's Riff Raff who comes along and is like, I'm never buying your watch. You're transphobic. You're this, you're that. They're, they don't represent the majority of people. In the end of the day, we do see an increase in sales for sure when we put out these messages. So that's that's a really important thing for companies to know is that there, there is a market for speaking truth into the world, so definitely,
0: uh, Elon. I look. I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you coming on uh, the, the show. I got to place my order. We got to work together. This is nuts. My audience is absolutely in to what it is you're doing. Much more is coming up, guys. I'm Tony Katz.
2: If we don't take our country back, we're not going to have a country. It's literally we're not going to have it's total chaos. It's a mess. Every single thing you see in the news, uh, Ukraine, Russia should have never happened. Inflation should have never happened. Every single thing, uh, the, the way we pulled out of Afghanistan, where well, we gave them $85 billion, billion, $85 billion worth of equipment, the best. You know, this, they're the second largest arms dealer in the world right now. We gave it to them. Brand new trucks, brand new planes, brand new uh, guns, rifles, 700,000 rifles and guns. Think of that. 700,000. They only need 40000 probably not even that. So they're selling the rest, making a fortune. We left it there.
0: We did leave it there. And that argument works for Donald Trump. I think that argument is a winner for him, talking about, under my leadership, that wouldn't have happened because you've seen my presidential leadership, and that didn't happen. That's a win for him. The attacking of DeSantis saying Florida sucks, is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Not going to sit here and argue with you. I'm willing to scream about it. I'm willing to fight about it. It's just bad. That's all there is to it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. This was part of Trump's interview with with Mark Levin uh, yesterday on Fox is when it aired. And he talked more about Afghanistan and uh, Putin.
2: And I was the one that was getting out. I got him down. You know, it was enough. 21 years, it was enough. And we didn't have anybody killed in the last 18 months. I spoke to Abdul, the leader. We had nobody killed. We had everybody understood. And we were going to get out with dignity and strength. Instead, I think it was the most embarrassing. I think it was the most embarrassing period, the way we withdrew. Not the fact that we withdrew, the way we withdrew from Afghanistan. And uh, I think Putin actually saw that And he probably got a little more ambition, frankly
0: I don't think he's wrong about that either Just like China, you would uh, think, got more ambition regarding Taiwan Like that was ever in question or, or, or in doubt These are the moments where Trump gets to show his strength And gets to attract people to him He should continue doing more of those things Saying Florida is a bad place to live It's all DeSantis's fault it's ridiculous. I, oh wait, are we really debating this? It's ridiculous. Just is. Find everything at tonycats.com This is Tony Katz Today. Of course, when there's growth in Indiana, I cheer. I cheer when we build. And my argument is that it's not that we're not building fast enough. We don't have a plan to the building. And some could argue, oh, no, no, no. There are places where there are plans. I don't think I would disagree. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. I'm talking about an overall strategy where the business growth strategy meets the culture or entertainment growth strategy to not only get people to want to move here, but to want to stay here long-term. But let's first talk about where some of that business growth strategy is. And that takes us to Lebanon, Indiana. Gary Dick joins us inside indianabusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. And we talked last week about what's going on up in Lebanon and how Eli Lilly is putting in some big, big space. Uh, They have now added to this multi-billion dollar project. This is now a nearly four billion dollar project, Gary, Dick. what's the cause for the second phase? How big is this phase? What's the deal?
1: Well, it's huge. Uh, Initially, Tony, as you and I talked last week, it was a $2.1 billion investment by Lilly, 500 jobs, which obviously is very substantial. But at the groundbreaking for that, uh, for those facilities last week, uh, Lilly CEO Dave Ricks announced another $1.6 $1.6 billion, so $3.7 billion, largest investment in Lilly history, largest single economic development project in state history, actually, uh, going into this LEAP Innovation District in uh, in Lebanon and Boone County. And uh, in talking with Dave Ricks, he says it's demand for products and uh, demand for uh, drugs in the Lilly's pipeline. And anticipating uh, uh, more demand going forward is really driving the uh, the, the big investment in Boone County.
0: Uh, this investment is is gigantic, and there's been conversation of how this investment took place, and that's a question of what was the state's involvement here? Was the state just supportive of Lilly doing this, or was the state working to secure land for Lilly to do this? And there are some serious questions, especially from people in Boone and, and, and areas around people who live in this area, on whether or not the state is acting properly in providing in literally providing land for deals when tell a company to buy the land
1: yeah this is this is a strategy it's an intentional strategy by the indiana economic development corporation to to to, uh, assemble property in, in what they are calling innovation districts so this leap innovation district is the first of its kind the idea or the the intent is to create other similar districts around the state of Indiana potentially, but to, to cluster companies, to offer uh, property, offer a location where companies, uh, tech, high-tech, uh, advanced industries can locate together. And that is the is the strategy. And the big win is to get Lily for this big investment. But uh, if you look at uh, a report uh, from Mickey Shuey over at the IBJ, He said in talking with the IEDC, they are saying that they are talking to companies. If they all come together, all happen, and uh, not to say that that will happen, but if it does, they're talking to companies that represent $50 billion of investment interested potentially in that LEAP district. So that is the concept. That's the idea uh, from the IEDC.
0: So uh, you you don't get me to say no to – to to business growth, and and I'm in favor of it. There is a question of at what cost, and is anybody paying attention to those residents, and as, as, as you've seen it, maybe you haven't, right? Maybe you don't have just the, the data on this one, which is fine. Is there a cacophony here? Is there a large amount of people saying, whoa, 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 you can't do this to our to our city? Some people want it to stay as it was, et cetera. Or is it a question of people feeling that they weren't giving uh, given fair value uh, for uh, their land? Is this a large group of people, or is this a small but vocal group of people?
1: Well, well, you know, I don't know about the numbers, Tony. I know there are people, uh, landowners uh, in in that area and some people in in Lebanon and Boone County who don't want to see the change. And I think that is, uh, A, I think that's understandable uh, uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, I think we have big projects like this. You're always going to find that. I think in talking with Lebanon's mayor uh, about that, he said, you know, because growth, if you look at the uh, the growth areas, uh, certainly here in central Indiana for that matter, I mean, Ground Zero appears to be this Lebanon Whitestown uh, area just off I-65. Because in addition to this huge lily announcement, you know they've had a, a number of economic development announcements there in recent uh, in recent years. More housing, more uh, other additional developments on the way now. So this, this Lebanon is changing. There's no question about it. If you, could, you want to call them a bedroom community at one time, uh, that's changing dramatically and is going to change. And I think as as what will come with that is is some opposition and some folks who don't want to see that change, who want to see Lebanon remain as it's always been.
0: Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. This is the LEAP district, right? LEAP Innovation yep. and Research District, correct? That's We're all talking about the same thing here. Um, yep. You have an interview with the uh, president of the Purdue Research Foundation, saying, absolutely, this is the way, this is the future. Is Purdue getting ready for further investments if these other investments come?
1: Yeah, uh, no question about it. In in fact, Tony, you know, I've talked a little bit about it in the past. Uh, this LEAP District in Lebanon is part of what is envisioned and Purdue's been really out front on this talking about this as a quote-unquote hard tech technology corridor stretching from downtown Indianapolis through Boone County up to uh, Discovery Park at Purdue so in fact the, uh, the executive from the Purdue Research Foundation talked about this this vision as to one day this being somewhat a part of the Purdue campus access to Lilly and other companies there, and having autonomous vehicles take students and, and, and faculty and researchers down to Lebanon to this campus and back up to the Purdue uh, Research Park. So there, there, there's a big, bigger vision uh, at play here in, in, that includes mobility and uh, any number of things coming out of this announcement. So this will be, be an area to watch in terms of growth and what happens next there.
0: So uh, what you're saying is, is that Purdue wants to capitalize. How come yep. we've not seen this kind of opportunity come to, let's say, the Muncie area and what Ball State is doing? Is it what Purdue is known for? Was it a better opportunity in this Lebanon area? Are you telling me that there's no land available going up 69?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, if you look at it, I think it's a couple things. I think one geography uh, and that uh, access you know 30 minutes essentially from Purdue 30 minutes from downtown Indianapolis and the airport and all those uh, all those assets plus Purdue's obviously engineering uh, 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 expertise world-class university in that regard so I think a number of a number of factors come into, uh, into play there. You look at the big announcement from Skywater Technology Semiconductor Company that's putting uh, uh, you know, several billion dollars up at, at, at Purdue and the investment being made there. I think this is going to become kind of a focus uh, area. Not to say there are things or there can't be things going on. Uh, at Ball State, I know there's an effort uh, by uh, the president there to reach out to East Central Indiana to help there. But, but the, the setup along I-65 and where that is, that quote-unquote corridor, people talk about how Research Triangle Park out in North Carolina began many years ago and envisioned something like that uh, actually happening here.
0: Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. I always appreciate you taking the time. Uh, to be here, uh, to be with us. Now, now that's where uh, so much of this business growth is. And it's been a, a, a touch controversial for some people. Uh, and, and certainly, if you tell me that land was ill-gotten, I'll have words. But the growth is happening, and Le- uh, Eli Lilly making the investment here is better than them making it in North Carolina. So I'm very, very pleased for that. My argument with Lilly has been as follows. Where's the Hoosier love? You're you're the Indiana mainstay. Where is the love, and and you don't you don't really see it. And and certainly this is good. This is good uh, business for everybody, but at what cost? And of course, there's always that conversation. There's also the conversation of is it enough? And I argue, no, it's not. I came across this story to which I, I was talking about in my morning show. Oh, I had somebody angry with me. Because the story goes that according to CVS, the CVS health report, the 65 and older age group is the largest growing group in the state of Indiana. That's an issue. Somebody emailed me, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was causing you an issue. We'll just move then. Nobody's asking you to move. Everybody, whoa up, Tiger. It is obvious that if the if the largest age group is 65 plus, that is not the age group that engages growth. That's the age group that engages retirement. Yes, they buy; they're spending their money in restaurants. Yes, they're doing other things. But in terms of growing a city, or like like Indianapolis or or Bloomington or anywhere else, growing a state, that's not the way it works. Let's not lie to each other. Let's take a look at what's happening. If 65 plus is the is the uh, fastest growing age group, why aren't we growing 25-54? Right? I'm thinking radio, kind of kind of ratings ways. 25-34, 35 why aren't we growing that demographic where people are like, you know what, this is where I'm going to build my business, this is where I'm going to build my career, this is where I'm going to stay, this is where I have my friends, this is where I have my entertainment, this is where I'm going to you know have a family, the whole thing. Why isn't that happening? Why isn't that the faster growing group? That is not an attack on 65 plus. That's a recognition that the younger age groups are the ones who do more building, more growing. And this is where the cultural comes into play. There isn't enough. There isn't enough entertainment. And entertainment has to be more than a restaurant, although a good restaurant scene does not hurt. You, need, you, need good, uh, uh, you do need a good music scene. You do need a good bar scene. What we've done with, for example, rye whiskey and trying to uh, plant our flag in that way is a great first step. We need the second step, the third step, and the fourth step to have people come visit us in that regard. We can't be all Indy 500 and Indy Colts. It can't work that way. It cannot be all sports all the time. It has to have more and it has to be in more places. This is why I'm an advocate for the arts, for theater and for music and for, for, for actual art, for, for museum, in the museum art and more museums and more art shows. There have to be reasons to stay, things that create excitement and build upon themselves. We are losing a huge battle with Nashville. And Nashville has just these these, um, consistent advantages because they're historical advantages. And we have not moved to try and deal with that. And if you say to me, well, we shouldn't be in competition with Nashville. We should be in competition with ourselves. I'll say to you, okay, we can play that. How are we doing in competition with ourselves? Because I think the answer is pretty lousy. And it doesn't have to be lousy. It could be excellent and fantastic and worthy and good and all of the things. And we feel, especially in Indianapolis, that we were on our way. And then Joe Ogset got into office and the next thing you know, <clears throat> the rest went to complete and total pot. I mean, where is this guy? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Mayor Joe
0: Hogsett. The audacity that he's looking for a third term after being not present for the first two terms, for having increases in violence in the first two terms. For creating a more dangerous city and the perception of a more dangerous city, not because I say so. Oh, radio host Tony Katz, he's personally responsible for destroying Indianapolis. <laughs> no leadership from the mayor, no leadership from the city county council, no leadership from the civic leaders. Dave Ricks, Eli Lilly, again, let's go back to it building out there in Lebanon, that's great. But where's the leadership of what's going on in Indianapolis? And the answer is none. Absolutely, positively none. There is no leadership for what's going on in Indianapolis on the civic side. And you say to me, Well, Tony, we're we're in Bloomington on WGCL and and, and uh and is this really our issue? Oh, you better believe it. Let's get used to the idea that the capital city needs to thrive and everything else can build from there. Just like you have to accept the idea that Bloomington has to grow, Fort Wayne has to go, Gary has to grow, Evansville has to grow, Jeffersonville has to grow in order for the state to do better. That competition is good for everyone. We're all in this. We're absolutely all in this. Bloomington has these wonderful opportunities. A place where it's considered exciting, a a, a place where you've got younger people. Why can, Can you keep them here? You kept them here from high school to college. Are we keeping them here at IU? Are we keeping them in Indiana? What's the plan? What's the focus? What's the push? What's the drive? Tell me. Share with me. Let me be of service. But if the fastest growing age group is 65 plus, well, maybe it's not working as we thought it was. This is my argument. And it's a legit argument. It is a valuable one. We have to be more entertaining. We have to be more enjoyable. People have to think they can create lives here of a personal variety, of a professional variety, of a family variety. What are we doing to drive that? I'm glad that Lily's doing this investing. I am glad we are seeing some levels of that business growth. We need to see all the growth to be able to get all the people we need to have a vibrant state. But if you're 65 or older, glad you're here. Nobody's throwing you out. Well, I only got one email about this. So I don't know if that's representative or not. Maybe it was just one person who just taken it very personally and shouldn't. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So I'm going to the border. It's happening. I, I'm, I'm about to get on a plane. Head out there, get on a plane. I will head down to McAllen, Texas. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be broadcasting tomorrow from McAllen. I'm not gonna be. I don't think I'm gonna be broadcasting from the border or anything like that. I'm just gonna be in McAllen, Texas. And then Tuesday night, Wednesday, I'm well as in as many places I can possibly get to. We've we've got a a tour, I, I should say, a group, and and they've coordinated everything. We're just now trying to figure out how many other things we can do. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, because if I'm going to go, I want to see. I want to see it all, and there's no way you can get it all from basically a 36, 48-hour trip. There's just no way. But I want to get a better understanding, and McAllen's a good place uh, to to do it. I want to know what Border Patrol is really dealing with. I want to know what it is they're really saying. I, and And I want to say it a little more clearly. I don't think any of us are being lied to about what it is that they're saying, what it is that's being said about the failures at the border from this administration. I want to hear from them. I want to see it in their eyes. I want to get a better understanding of the emotion at play or the anger at play or the dismay at play. I want to know how bad it is. I want to know exactly, so I can share it with you. I want to know exactly what it is. So we're going. And I'm going to have videos. I'm going to have interviews. We're going to try and get as much as possible. And I will bring it all to you. I'll be coming to you from McAllen, Texas tomorrow, everyone. Take care.